thing works. Is it working, Jimmy? No? There it is. Maybe? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can't hear me. You know what that means? It doesn't get recorded. Just kidding. I'm not coming through at all. No? Well, maybe it won't. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me now? How about now? I'll just do that. So, uh, for some of you, you don't know who I am, so that's probably a good thing. We'll keep it that way. No. Uh, Rich Wallace, and um, I, I am a, a deacon here at the church, and one of the things that I really enjoy is the ability to, or the, the privilege, to get up and to share what God's doing in my life. And I love doing that, not only from what God's doing in my life, but I think um, from what God's doing in my family's life and in my wife's life, and I am a very blessed guy. Um, I don't have to say Happy Mother's Day because somebody already did it, but Happy Mother's Day anyway. Um, you guys can probably figure out from the section of scripture that we're going to talk about today, it is going to talk a little bit about moms, but I've actually got a little bit of a different slant to go with too. So let's start out, we're going to be in uh, 2 Timothy verses 3, I'm sorry, chapter 3 to 310, and then we're going to go all the way to the end of the chapter to start with. And I actually prepared notes, believe it or not. Some of you that know me, I don't normally do that, so this is going to be a little bit of a different uh, experience. I got a thumbs up. So, if you'll join me in your Bible, it'll be behind you. If you if you care to read it off of there, and I'll I'll go ahead and read through. Um, actually, Jimmy, can you go to verse? Or we're in, yeah, we're in the right spot. Sorry. But you have followed my teachings: conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance, along with persecutions and suffering that came to me in Antioch. Uh, Ichium, sorry, going to butcher that, and Lystria. What persecutions I endure, and yet the Lord rescued me from all. In fact, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Evil people and imposters will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe. You know those who taught you, and this is, the, this is the extra part of that section, and you know from what infancy you have known the sacrifice, the sacred sculpture, sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom from, for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures are inspired by God and profitable for those, for teaching and rebuking, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good works. So I want to kind of break it down a little bit, but before I break it down, there was a really cool class that I got to attend last week in Oakland, California. And Oakland's kind of an interesting place if you've never been there. It's the San Francisco Bay Area. And the class was leadership and coaching. And it's actually for my full-time job. I, I work for Pine Top Fire Department. And that's one of the things that we try to strive for a lot of our folks is to coach them, to lead them, but also to be good coaches and to be good leaders. And there were three main focus points of the week. I, I was there for a week and we talked about a, a wide variety of stuff. And there were three main focuses. And the first one is, is what is a coach? What's a good coach? And what are you as a coach? The second one was, is what kind of leader are you? And what kind of leader do you aspire to be? What kind of leader are you looking for? 
And then the last one is actually a little bit of my spin on some of the stuff there, and I think it has a direct relationship to our walk with Christ, and that's what kind of accountability do you have in your life? And I think all three of them have very important parts, but what's really interesting is is that they all kind of uh, play to each other's benefit. One without the other, you might be okay. Two, you're definitely going to be better. All three, if you can get all three in your life, you're, you're going to be pretty solid. And so in 2 Timothy verse 3, he talks, this is Paul talking to Timothy, and he's talking about what he has gone through, and he's talking about the, his conduct, and he's setting the leadership goal, right? He's setting the example. So he's being a mentor to Timothy. And what's really cool about that, I don't know if, if, uh, if you folks have got mentors in your life, but I would encourage you, find a mentor. Find somebody that you want to be. Find someone who, who inspires you. So he starts out being, I think, a mentor to him. He talks about his, his aim, his faith, his patience. He talks about the example that he was. And then as he was persecuted, he's, he speaks more about the leader that he is, basically uh, how he endured it. And Timothy is, is a witness to that. Then the next thing he goes on to talk about is he talks about what it's like to be a godly person. And that's really where uh, the bulk of the verse for today is, is that that 2 Timothy 3.14. And I think it's really interesting that he relates it back to being a child. He relates it back to being a little tiny kid. And basically, if you you do, uh, if you look at that verse in different versions, I actually pulled it. Uh, some of you, if you do a Monday night study with the men, you'd kind of giggle up at this because I pulled it from the message, and here's how it reads in the message. Now, it's not a great teaching version, so I don't want anyone to be confused by that, but I thought it was interesting how it, how it puts it together. Uh, and it, it's, I'm going to read from uh, 3.14 to 17 in the Message Bible. It says, But do not let it phase you. Stick with what you learned and believe. Sure of the integrity of your teachers why you took the sacred scriptures with you from your mother's milk. There's nothing like the written word of God for showing you salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every part of scripture breathed is useful in one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live godly ways. Through the word, we are put together and shaped and that's what God has done for us, is he's put us together and he's shaped us. And I think it's interesting that he specifically put Timothy together from his grandparents, his grandmother, right, and his mother. And, and we've already talked a little bit about that, so I, I, uh, I think it's really fitting on a Mother's Day to kind of look at that, of the influence that moms have. So this Bible study, actually, I, I've been working on this one for over a month. And what's really interesting about that is I usually don't take that long. But there were a couple different things that I hit on through this study, and I I made a couple of different requests. Um, Last week we sang In the Garden, so for those of you that were here last week, but some of you know that was one of my mom's favorite songs. And I want to tell you a little bit about my mom, Not, not because it's about me or even about my mom, but the things that stick with you as a child. And I can assure you, everyone in this room, raise your hand if you've got a mom. You may not know her, you may not have a relationship, but every single one of us have a mom or a mother, right? There's only one person I can think of in Scripture that doesn't have a mother. Any guesses? Well, actually, there's two. 
Adam and Eve, right? But they had God. They had God the Father. So as I was reflecting back, thinking about my own mom, I started thinking about the song in the garden. And it's a beautiful song. I, I still love it to this day. Almost every single time I hear it, read it, listen to it, I'll start, I'll start choking up. So I'm not going to go through the song because it won't do any good. You won't be able to understand it. But the interesting thing about the song is it was actually written around the turn of the century. And the guy that wrote the song, his name is uh, C. Austin Miles. And it was written around the turn of the century. And, and he was actually a pharmacist. And what's interesting is he wrote a ton of songs. Um, I want to say there's over 800-some songs, incredible number of songs. But this particular song was the most popular by far of all of his songs. And his great-granddaughter relays the story of where this song was written. In a cold, dark, drippy, leaky, musty basement. No windows, no... You could, you, you could go out the stairs, but that's where the song was written. So you kind of think about it going, what inspired him to write a song in an environment where he can't even look out a window and see a garden? What inspired him to say, I can see it in my head what that garden looks like? And so I related it back to my mom. And the reason why I related it back to my mom is because I didn't really know my mom that well. She was in a really bad car accident when I was eight years old. And because of that her, her mental status was not normal. Um, she, she didn't really behave like a normal mom would. There were some things that she did that weren't what a normal mom would would. Normal mom, right? Um, but this one song was one of those things that every time we were in church, every time she heard it, I could see her worshiping God. I could see what it did to her. And that was the impression that my mom left with me, is watching that, and that, that bond that she still had, even, even when things weren't right with her, that bond that she had with Christ. So as I was looking back further, or as I was, as I was reflecting on the, the training that I went to, I started thinking about, you know, the, the coach, the mentor, who's, who are you accountable to, those kind of things. And who fits that bill pretty much throughout your life if, if you have a, a relationship with her? It's your mom. She's the one, first one to call you out on stuff. She's the first one to probably coach you along on stuff. How many little league games, how many small things did, they, uh, did you participate in because your mom said, hey, we're going to go do this. Uh, there's, a, there's a song that goes, um, it's a um, KJ52 song. Sorry for a lot of you older folks, you're not going to know that. But it, it talks about being a drug baby. And it wasn't a drug baby from the standpoint of drugs, but it was a drug baby meaning his mom drugged him to church every Sunday. Took him to church so he would get the word of God. And that had a huge impact in his life. And then when you talk about accountability, I know at least for my wife, she could watch my boys and pick up on little tiny nuances that I would never pick up on and go, there's something going on. And she'd be the first one to call him out on it. And ask any one of my boys and they'll tell you for sure that's the case. But when you, when you think about it, a mom really is all of those things. Not, she's a coach. She's a mentor, I hope. And she's also accountability for you. But what I would encourage you to do is if you don't have those things in your life, if you don't have a coach, if you don't have a mentor, if you don't have somebody to be accountable to, or if you're not doing that for other people, I would encourage you to try to do that. 
Now, it's all, you know, you've got to get a relationship with someone, and, and it's possible that you don't have anyone in your life like that. But I truly believe everyone has an opportunity to at least be a coach for someone else, to encourage them, to help them through what they're going through. I think of uh, a couple different times in my life where I've, where I've had that, and the ability to be able to share your life with someone I mean, we've got a very, very small church compared to a lot of churches out there. But one of the things I love about this church is, is the ability to be involved and to be plugged in in each other's lives. And I'm grateful for that. So I wanted to share with you one more thing um, before I'm done. And I wanted to, uh, I came across a really interesting poem about moms. And I'm not much of a poetry guy, so this is really outside of my box. And the name of the poem is Somebody Said. And it's a, it's a story about moms, obviously. It says, Somebody said, it takes about six weeks to get back to normal after you've had a baby. Somebody, somebody doesn't know that once you're a mother, normal is history. Somebody said, you learn how to be a mother by instinct. Somebody never took a three-year-old shopping. Somebody said, being a mother is boring. I'm going to expect some amens out of this one. Somebody said that being a mother is boring. Somebody never rode in a car with a teenager learning with his permit. Somebody said, if you're a good mother, your child will turn out good. Somebody thinks a child comes with Directions and a guarantee. Somebody said a good mother never raises her voice. Somebody never came to the back door just in time to see a child hit a golf ball through the neighbor's kitchen window. Somebody said you need an education to be a mother. Somebody never helped a fourth grader with their math. Somebody said you can live, you can love, oh, pardon me. Somebody said you can't love the fifth child as much as you love the first. Somebody never had five children. Somebody said a mother can find the answers to the child-rearing questions in books. Somebody never had a child stuff a bean up their nose or in their ears. Somebody said the hardest part of being a mother is labor and delivery. Somebody never watched a baby, <clears throat> baby get on the bus for the first day of kindergarten or on a plane headed to boot camp. Somebody said a mother can do their job with their eyes closed, one hand tied behind their back. Somebody never organized seven giggling kids for a fundraiser or a car wash. Somebody said a mother can stop worrying after a child gets married. Somebody doesn't know that marriage adds a new son or daughter-in-law to mother's heartstrings. Somebody said a mother's job is done when her last child leaves home. Somebody never had grandchildren. Somebody said your mother knows you. Your mother's love. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this one again. Somebody said your mother knows your love. You love her. So you don't need to call her. You don't need to tell her. And I would say somebody is not a mother. So I think it's really interesting when we have a chance to reflect back on the Bible. There are tons of different people to take examples from. I looked at uh, probably easily two dozen of them, and I was trying to figure the perfect group or the perfect person to pull that example of what it's like to be a mother. And what I came to is that there are no perfect moms out there. 
There's no perfect guys. There's no perfect people. And that's what saves us is Christ's redeeming love for each one of us. Doesn't matter what we've done in the past. Doesn't matter what, what sins we're, gonna, we're going to, to do when we leave this place. What matters is our relationship with God. And I think it very fitting to not only honor moms, but also to look at God as that leader, to look at God as that coach, to look at God as that example and that accountability person in our lives. And with that, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the gift of our moms, for the gift of our our families, Lord. Father God, for those that that don't have their moms in their life anymore, or or maybe their relationships have been strained, or maybe they've never known their moms, Lord. Father God, I just pray that uh, your love will will sustain them. Father God, I pray that you will be that guiding light for them. Father God, I pray for, for coaches in their lives. I pray for accountability in their lives. I pray for leadership and mentors in their life. Lord God, as all of us just try to, to find our way through seeking your will for us, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the blessings that I've had. I thank you for the blessings of this church, and I thank you for the, the blessing of being able to share your word today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Jim from Porter Mountain Fellowship. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. These are sermons from our 10.30 a.m. service on Sundays. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're on the corner of Porter Mountain Road and Commerce Drive in beautiful Lakeside, Arizona.